Welcome to the Please Go Away podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Climac, and I'm here to help you plan your travel future today. Today's guest is an industry veteran, although you wouldn't know it by looking at her, but she's been in the business for 30 years. She's an original California girl, although now she is living in Connecticut. She's been with this company for 14 years. I'm welcoming Heidi Sheldon from Backroads. Hello. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I'm so excited because we've been friends for a long time uh-huh. and talked about these journeys. You've had a lot of our advisors on these journeys, mm. but I think what our audience might want to know is, you know, Backroads is known for biking, but I know you have a lot of different types of activities on your trips. Can we talk about that? Yes. So not only are we known as, of course, as a biking company, but we also offer walking and hiking trips. Okay. We offer multi-adventure trips that include some kayaking, some rafting. Maybe we ride camels in the desert in Morocco. So we offer trips with a wide variety of activities, including some trips that are infused with yoga. Oh, I like it. So talk to me about what a trip looks like, because I think there's this perception that you have to be like uber healthy, uber, I mean, I'm scheduled to go on one of these trips and I'm a little nervous. I'm like, do I have to train? Do I have to? So let's talk about that. Of course. Yeah. I want to definitely dispel that rumor. (laughs) It's not all about the sweat. So on a back roads trip, what we do that's very unique is we provide a lot of options and support to make it your individual experience. So even though these are group departures and they last about a week long, you get to go at your own pace and your own distance each day, whether we're hiking, whether we're biking, whether we're kayaking, you're going to be supported at your own pace. I like that. I like that. Well, and because I have this fear, like, what if after like the first two days, I'm sore and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get back on this bike or, you know, go out for this next hike? How do you handle that? Yeah. So the secret sauce is our three leaders and two vans work as a team to support these individual needs. So it's very unique as you're going along. If you decide that you have had enough for the day and you want to hop in the van and get shuttled ahead to lunch, or you want to get shuttled ahead to the hotel and or the get spa, a, yes, get a <laughs> nice massage or read, simply take a nap and read a book by the pool. You are welcome to do that. If on the other hand, you're like my husband, and you get your seat on that bike seat and you're in your Zen place and you want to pedal, 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 you can pedal until your heart's content, skip lunch, skip any of the cultural activities we've organized and pedal right up until dinner if you like. So it's a very unique experience in that, yes, it is a group departure, but you are treated like an individual and invited to go at your own pace and your own distance. Oh, I like that because a lot of the people that we meet maybe have some people in the family that are super fit and active, but then you have other people that may not be so interested or not be able. Talk to me about these e-bikes because I keep hearing about them and a lot of people we send on these trips are using them and loving them. I am in love with the e-bike. I have to tell you that the e-bike is helping people rediscover cycling and or helping them elongate their experience on the bike. So an e-bike is simply a touring bike with a battery. 
A touring bike has the upright handlebars. It's a really okay. easy ride. It's sturdy, but lightweight. Doesn't have the super skinny tires, has normal, nice, okay. wide tires. And it has multiple gears to allow you the flexibility to go at your own speed. So what an e-bike is not, is it is not a moped. An e-bike has a battery that you turn on and off at will so that you can decide when you want that assist and when you don't. Okay, so, so uphill, I'm kicking that on. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Downhill, I'm coasting. Yeah, exactly. I love that plan, let it's, me tell you. It's a wonderful sensation as you're going along and you, you know, in order to make the bike go, you're pushing down on the pedals. And as you start to realize, wow, this is probably a little bit more exertion than I signed up for, you flick a switch on your handlebars mm-hmm. and the pedals push up on your feet. And so you get this kind of feeling of lift. My dad in his 70s tried it. I convinced him to try it out in Germany. And he hadn't been on a bike in 30 years. And he was giggling like a five-year-old. It reminded oh me of when I taught my daughter how to ride a bike. My dad was, oh, I, I forgot what this was like. I didn't think I'd ride a bike again. And he was just, oh it's just gosh. so, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, option. And it is included at no additional cost on a backwards trip. You know what? I think it's a game changer. I mean, because it does yeah. allow those of us who may not be as fit to still enjoy the ride yes. and not be afraid. Like I have this feeling like, I'm going to get up to a hill and be like, oh my God, I'm going to die, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. So that's awesome. So talk to me about when you're not doing these activities. What's the feel? What are you doing? What are some of the non- activity things you're doing. Exactly. Well, like what a shame it would be to go to Italy and not learn how to make pasta okay, (laughs) or learn more about the culinary. So whatever destination we're in, and we are in 61 countries and 22 U.S. national parks, we infuse a lot of culture into that experience. Now, the cultural stops that we've planned along the way, they're totally optional. Like I said, there's some folks like my husband, he's not going to be interested in taking the historic tour of those such and such ruins in that such and such town. He will want to keep riding right through town. Totally available to you to continue riding or to stop and taking the culture along the way. And I think variety is the key to everything, right? It's like you want to be able to choose what you do. And sometimes mid-trip, I change. Yes. So it's something that they can change as you go, right? Absolutely. And I just want to emphasize, while we've set up some planned cultural activities along the way, my best memories of being on backroads yes. trips are the spontaneous cultural encounters that I have and the things that you didn't plan for. But because you are biking and you are walking and hiking at your own pace, you get to stop and engage as you like, whenever you like. Wow. It's really special. Oh, that's fantastic. Any stories you'd like to share about yeah. the journeys? Because oh, I know there's always probably. I have so many. Like you said, I've been with Backroads for 14 years. So my youngest was nine when we started traveling with Backroads. And just recently, I took two of my daughters and I went to Peru. Okay. And we were on the walking and hiking trip. We were hiking through the Sacred Valley. And my oldest daughter speaks Spanish. And she, hola, to the local farmer. And he was in his field with his family. 
family and they started this beautiful conversation. I don't speak Spanish. So I didn't know what they were talking about. But next thing I know, she's throwing her backpack on the ground. She's planting potatoes in the field. Like, what are you doing, Sienna? I'm planting potatoes. Come join me. Oh so um, four or five of us were there in the, in the area. We ran back. We like planted potatoes with a local farmer and his family. But, you know, obviously that's a cultural encounter that you know, backwards in plan for, right. we got to stop for about a half an hour and learn so much and plant potatoes with this this beautiful family. And the van swept back and checked in on us wow. and said, hey, are you guys ready to catch up for lunch or you want to keep planting potatoes? And so at that point, we were able to catch up uh, with the group for lunch. But that's the kind of travel that I enjoy. I enjoy my independence, but I like being in the framework of a group Mm -hmm. that can kind of guide me to the best hotels, the best food, where I'm not going to get the tourist menu, can help me with alternative activities if the weather isn't cooperating. So all of that is is incorporated in a back road strip. Yeah. That's good to know. (laughs) Talk to me just briefly about safety, because that's a concern for everyone is safety, both with the bikes, both you're riding on the road with cars, uh, and then also just how, you know, you make sure everybody is safe along the way. How does that work? That is a good question. And just know that safety never takes a vacation. (laughs) So safety first on back roads trips. So number one, I want to emphasize that the way we got our name back roads Mm -hmm. is because we do travel the back roads at a leisurely pace. So it's not like we're on the highways and byways of a country or a region. We're definitely getting off the beaten path and we're on the country roads. So that's number one. Number two, we assume that everybody who joins us on a biking trip knows how to ride a bike, but we want to make sure they understand how our bikes work. So we spend time on the first day, maybe about 15, 20 minutes. We fit you specifically to your bike. We teach you how to use those brakes most effectively, how to use the gears effectively. And so we know that just giving you a brief introduction to the bicycle and how it works, that's very important. And number three, I think what's really important is being on the right size bike. A lot of people don't realize that A lot of accidents are born out of the fact that you're on a bike that's too big or too small for you. Ah. Yeah. And so on back roads, our bikes come in six different sizes. We have a fleet of 8,000 bikes all over the world. We have this many bikes because we know the importance of getting a person on the right size bike. So one of the first things your advisor is going to ask you when you book that trip is, how tall are you? And that will help us choose the right size bike for you. Wow, that's good to know. And then if somebody is cycling at home, they can, of course, bring their own bike, right? If they wanted Absolutely. to. Absolutely. If you would like to bring your own bike, please do. I will say that if you are a serious cyclist and you are interested in one of our performance bikes, they're titanium with a carbon fork. They have 30 gears and they have DI2 electronic shifting, which if you are a yeah. bike junkie, you know nope. what that means. I didn't know what it means. <laughs> I yes. looked it up and saw that that is really a state-of-the-art feature. It's interesting because when we are working with clients who are cyclists, once we kind of review, they automatically say, I want to bring my bike. And then once we kind of go through what the bikes are like that they would be using, a lot of times they decide they don't want to do it. So they may bring their shoes with their pedals or they may bring, you know, their gear to go on their bike. But, you know, it's great that you have the option and still have some really nice performance bikes. Absolutely. About 15% of the guests 
who travel with us will ask for our performance bike. And then the other 85% are on the touring bikes or the e-bikes. And you mentioned the pedals. Yes, you can bring your own pedals and shoes. And a lot of folks will bring their own seat. They have a certain comfort level there. Mm -hmm. So we'll pop our seat off and pop your seat on. I love that because I will tell you, I have like the Barca lounger bike seat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if there's anything that's going to be comfortable, you know, if there's anything that's going to be comfortable, it's going to be my tushy. So (laughs) Uh, absolutely pop a little Advil, get that Barca lounger on there and you're set. (laughs) So the last thing I want to talk to you about is where you go. I know you have 62 countries, you have places all over the U.S. as well as international. Where are your prime most popular? Where do people normally start with destinations? Mm -hmm. Because I know we all tend to get, we start with a basic, like my husband did Tuscany with you guys and he loved it. And it's like, once you've done like something like that, then you move to something, maybe Croatia or this. So talk to me about your destinations. Oh, I could talk to you about our most popular, but popular doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be where you want to go. So I always struggle with that question. I will say that what we do is take on a corner of a country at a time. By that, I mean, we'll spend a week on the heel of the boot of Italy called Puglia, and we'll explore that region, and we'll really get into the culture and everything that the region has to offer. And then a separate trip entirely will be in the far north of Italy in the Dolomites, which, by the way, is one of our most popular regions right now. We're offering hiking in the Dolomites. It's a hiker's paradise. We also offer biking in the Dolomites, and then we offer multi-adventure in the Dolomites. But when you ask where do people usually start with back roads, I would say if either they're pursuing a dream, like they always dreamt of biking in Tuscany or biking through the chateaus of the Loire Valley of France, which is a beautiful first trip as well. But a lot of folks will start domestically with us. So they might enjoy maybe a long weekend doing the California wine country with us. Or maybe they'll enjoy going up to the Canadian Rockies and exploring Banff and Jasper with us for five or six days. So a lot of folks will maybe dabble with us at first by trying a domestic or North American trip and then launch from there into something a little bit more exotic, either in Asia, Vietnam, Cambodia is very popular, or they might in India with us. They might end up in Bali, all over Europe or South America as well. I love it. Well, and what I love about that, Heidi, is that I think there is an unknown if you've never taken a trip like this, but once you do it once and you connect with your loved ones in a truly deeper way, you know, where you're not just laughing about what happens while you were walking around a city, but where you were biking and this happened or that happened, it just takes on a new life. And I think, you know, starting small sometimes is a good thing. You know, that whole crawl, walk, run kind of thing. So I like that idea. And, um, yeah. yeah, this was great information. Oh, Heidi, thank you You're so welcome. much for being thank on the show. I look forward to sharing this with our listeners. Good. And I know I'll be hosting a trip this October. So yes. more to follow on pleasegoaway.com. All right. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you for tuning in to the Please Go Away podcast. If you would like more information on today's episode, and if you'd like to begin your travel plan today, visit us online at pleasegoaway.com or email us at info at pleasegoaway.com. 